Hey there, this is Andrew, and I am bringing you a house walkthrough of Sarian in Dark Tidings. And this is the second to last house in Dark Tidings. Gotta really get these out of the way before, uh, before Winds of Exchange comes out. And uh, yeah, hoping to, you know, refresh my memory of some, some hidden gems in here. There's actually some pretty fun stuff in... Uh, dark tidings, Sarian, and things that I certainly hope they bring back. Um, as I was going through this, I was just thinking, you know, it's interesting in Winds of Exchange, we have not heard of uh, Evil Twin versions, and um, I kind of expect they, there won't be. I mean, I, I think they would have said something if there, if there was going to be. Um, but... Uh, yeah, there's, you know, I'm ho still hoping they bring back some of the cards that that have Evil Twin versions, um, even though all the Evil Twin, all the cards with Evil Twins were new cards. Um, but I hope some of those come back anyway. And uh, there, there was some interesting good stuff in there. Okay, so having said that, let's get started on Sarian. So when I open up a Sarian deck... Um, pretty much all over the place, but this applies in uh, in Dark Tidings as well. I'm looking for uh, there to be some capture effects. I'm expecting that there's going to be a lot of exalting. Uh, Saurians tend to, well, really were the, the ones that introduced the idea of exalting and you get a really nice effect in exchange. And... Um, some other houses have gotten effects like that since then, but Saurians were really where those effects started in Worlds Collide. Um, <clears throat> most importantly, Saurian tends to have a lot of capture manipulation effects. They have effects that depend on you having captured Amber on your creatures and um, abusing that in ways that uh, make it valuable to you to, to have the, the Amber there. Um, Sometimes taking the amber off into your pool, sometimes deleting it, sometimes uh, increasing key costs based on it, you, you name it. Um, Sarian tends to have really big bodies, um, more than, really more so than any other house. In fact, the, uh, the largest creature in the game, power-wise, is, uh, is still uh, Ducilius, which is... <clears throat> which is a gigantic from Sarian, but um, but even even aside from that, they have you know a fifteen, uh, a few twelves, some sevens, so just a lot of a lot of really big creatures, and it'll be interesting to have them back in set with Brobnar um, and Sanctum. I mean, that just really could be a lot of big board presence going around. Interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking ahead to Winds of Exchange, of course. So anyway, uh, but yeah, lots of big bodies. And um, really interestingly to me, Sarian, again in in Dark Tidings, has two key cheats. Um, and so does Logos, actually, but uh, which, they, like, they needed it. But, um, but in Worlds Collide, Sarian had three key cheats. It just seems to me like 
uh, Saurian gets a, a little extra good treatment on the key cheats. So uh, we'll be seeing that. Uh, if I opened up a deck to play with Saurian in Dark Tidings and I were looking, okay, what are the other houses? Number one hope for me is to get Sanctum. Uh, because, yeah, the Sanctum has more capture effects, more board control, and so it really pushes the, tends to push a deck in the direction of, hey, we're going to run the board and uh, and exert some control through there. Um, yeah, that can sometimes be weak to, um, to clears and things like that, but... <clears throat> uh, Especially at like a at, in sealed, that can be really powerful because your opponent might not have a board clear, or they might only have one, and you can really capitalize on that. All right, if I could have, um, well, I guess I have to do it this way. If I were to have a, a maverick, I oh um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it this way. If I were to have a maverick, uh, I would want waste not. Um, Waste not really pairs, interestingly, with some of those big creatures. Uh, you know, you play an Undignathus and then Waste Not, and you you draw six cards. That's really good um, in a in a house that just doesn't have card draw. So that'd be pretty cool. Right now, uh, you know, I have a deck where I can I can play Undignathus and then Waste Not it, but the I'm going to have to wait a turn. And, you know, something could happen to that poor creature. And it's nice to have something like that in the same house. Um, okay. As far as a legacy, it's got to be Senator Brachus. Uh, Medicus just really... Um, he, well, he has a Lacus. Um, if you, you know, if you think about it, he has a, a, some big downside in needing the tide to be high to work. And Brachus does not have that downside, so uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Hello. All right. We'll see if he enters the video again. Um, yeah, and then my favorite in-house combo uh, that we'll we'll see these cards come up is uh, Carpe Winnem. And Enlist New Mary. I really like Enlist New Mary as a card. And Carpet Wenham just gives that ability, if you have them in the same hand, to go ahead and take whatever creature you want from your opponent, which is pretty cool. Obviously, that's like a um, it's like a two-card uh, combo of Hypnobeam with a downside, uh, except it makes it Saurian, so that's, that's pretty useful. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty great combo. Okay, let's move on to talking through some of the cards in the set. Well, all the cards in the set. Uh, returning from Mass Mutation are uh, Skila and Charybdis. And these are seven power beasts. Skila, uh, they have art that goes together, which is pretty cool. And they always appear together. Uh, Skila has the text, each enemy creature gains... Reap deal four to this creature, while Charybdis has each enemy creature gains before fight lose one. Um, it's a reference to Greek mythology in the Odyssey. Um, I think Skila and Charybdis might show up in some other stories too. 
but um i love 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 the theme the art the the effects um these are just really fun and they actually are pretty good i mean they're big enough to exert a presence on the board and if your opponent was hoping to do things on the board with ace with small creatures they're going to be quite sad all right <clears throat> brachinalia is a an artifact and treasure with an amber when you play it you put four amber onto it from the common supply and then a friendly creature captures one at the start of each player's turn if that player controls four or more creatures with amber on them you move each amber from brachinalia to that player's pool uh, so it rewards uh, having capture by giving you amber um, the the one downside to this as with most of the treasures is this has an, an opportunity to fire for your opponent before it could for you however um, there aren't a lot of effects that would let your opponent capture amber at the start of their turn and so um, when you play this you can know whether your opponent will have enough uh, will have enough captured amber to to trigger this and obviously if they do you wouldn't want to play it uh, but if they don't then hey you can play it capture some amber and then your opponent might you know maybe they might be able to prevent you from triggering it but at least you uh, you should actually be the, the real first one with an opportunity okay uh, brachioditis is a nine power beast with deploy and after you play it you stun each of its neighbors and move one from each of them to the common supply so that's kind of interesting that play effect has a pro and con right you're stunning creatures but you're burning amber um, but then this nine creature nine power creature itself has no downsides once it's in play it just is a nine power creature which is pretty crazy compared to like uh, you know uh, <clears throat> a lot of the other big Saurian creatures that that only deal four or five damage or or things like that so that is pretty cool or themselves in their play stunned okay Crassosaurus uh, is back from Worlds Collide it's uh, such a fun card and mm, can be quite good although is often quite bad and so it's a four power dinosaur politician with two armor and it has elusive and after you play it it captures 10 amber uh, and this is the only place this wording shows up from any combination of players so if your opponent has only eight amber and you have two uh, Crassosaurus will capture eight from your opponent and two from you let's say that your opponent has seven and you have two uh, well let's finish reading the text then if Crassosaurus has fewer than 10 than, a, than 10 amber on it purge Crassosaurus so if your opponent has seven amber and you have two Crassosaurus will capture seven amber from your opponent two from you and then purge itself giving all nine back to your opponent so that would be bad so oftentimes people end up discarding this however um, if your opponent does have 10 amber it captures 10 amber onto a four power elusive creature with two armor so uh, <clears throat> in a house that can probably do things to uh, abuse that captured amber somehow so that's pretty good um, it's a really interesting card and I'm glad they brought it back and I hope it shows up again in Winds of Exchange because it's really good and 
uh, fun. Okay, diplomacy is an action with an amber, and it has alpha. And when you play it, until the start of your next turn, each creature gains before fight exalt this creature. This has been in all three Saryan sets, and I think it's kind of silly and low impact. So, don't care for it. Uh, okay, Eclectic Ambrosius is a four-power dinosaur philosopher. At the end of your turn, put a knowledge counter on Eclectic Ambrosius. And then it has action, remove three knowledge counters from Eclectic Ambrosius if you do gain six amber. Um, so the interesting thing here is uh, <clears throat> this card, if it sits there, um, you know, for really, if it just, it just needs to survive three turns, um, then you can action it to gain six, which is really good. Um, and it, you don't have to like use it on those in between turns. So it's really, you know, if you go Saurian, uh, go with one of your other houses, the next turn, it gets a counter, go with your other house, the, the next turn, it gets a counter and then come back into Saurian and you can action for six. So, uh, that's really good. Uh, it's in a house that has some ability to protect. So, um, has a chance of staying out at least and i think it's a really interesting card the um you know obviously it <clears throat> it wants to use this knowledge counter that uh doesn't exist but that's fine you can just use whatever counters you have uh that are distinct from other counters that you might be using like amber or whatnot um yeah and it's really cool and i this is one i really hope they bring back in winds of exchange uh, partially because it also kind of fits that trade theme. Like he's clearly doing a lot of paperwork here, um, and that might relate to Equidon somehow. Um, okay, there's an evil twin version that, and this is uh, an effect that I also would like, really like to see come back in some way, um, even if it's not on this particular evil twin version. Uh, so. Eclectic Ambrosius is the same stats except not a philosopher, and after it reaps, you put an ignorance counter on an enemy creature, and as long as that creature has an ignorance counter, its text box is considered blank except for traits. So this is effectively a permanent shadow of dis that only applies to creatures that have that counter. Uh, yeah, that it's just so cool and interesting, and I really hope that that uh, option comes back in some way. Although rare or really ultra rare as as a an evil twin rare um seems the right uh seems the right thing for this this should not be a common effect but having this as a rare effect is pretty cool <clears throat> okay enlist numeri is an action with an amber when you play it you take control of an enemy creature with amber on it and while under your control it belongs to house Sarian instead of its original house um yeah like i said that's that's a really cool effect getting to draft one of your opponent's creatures to join Sarian, uh very cool to join Sarian on your side specifically very cool <clears throat> all right good of the many is an action uh it's been in all three Sarian sets uh, when you play it, you destroy each creature that does not share a trait with another creature in its controller's battle line. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a pretty interesting one. It makes people uh, pay attention to traits uh, when you play it, although there's not really a way to play around it uh, because, well, 
I guess the way to play around it would be if you're fighting with a creature, it's going to die, and you can choose between a creature that shares a trait with another house and or with another creature and a creature that doesn't share traits. You might use to fight, choose to fight with a creature that doesn't share traits. Um, so I guess you could play around it a little bit if you know that it could come, but um, but mostly people only think about it when it gets played and they're going, wait, what dies? And anyway, that's fine. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting card. All right, Grimlockus Ducks is an 11 power dinosaur soldier with two armor, been in all three sets, has taunt, and when you play it, you exalt it twice. Um, that's pretty interesting. This is a huge taunt creature. The downside here is having to exalt it twice, although of course you might have ways to mitigate that. So um, if you get this with ways to mitigate it, then you're very happy because it becomes just a, a really awesome creature at 11 power, two armor, and taunt. Um, so yeah, this is an interesting one. Okay, then we have Hestatus Raptor, and hmm, this is a rare, but it's uh, it's an interesting one in that if you get it, you're going to at least get three copies, and I think the max might be five, unlike Plague Rats that max at seven, um, but uh yeah, so, so you're going to get at least three of these, and they work together. Uh, it's a five-powered dinosaur soldier with one armor. Before it fights, you may exalt it, and if you do, you deal one damage to the creature it's fighting for each amber on friendly Hestatus Raptors. So uh, essentially it gets assault. Um, it, it's assault, but in order to get the assault, you have to trigger uh, uh, exalting it. And then the assault, the number of the assault is based on the amber on these things. It's a little complicated. It's kind of a cool idea, uh, but in practice, I've just not had it be good. And so I, I'm sad to see these in a deck because it simply uh, doesn't turn out to be a good effect. Unlike, say, the Seven Sins, where like they really have great effects that combo together. Um, a Status Raptor and mostly true about plague rats too kind of fizzle so maybe uh and more wolf too so maybe it's just that in these sort of combo package deals uh you you need some diversity in them and not all the same i don't know i think there's probably some way to do it all the same that would be good but this isn't it okay uh high priest torvis back for mass mutation is a four power dinosaur priest with one armor and after it reaps, you may exalt it, and if you do, after you resolve your next action card this turn, you return it to your hand instead of placing it in your discard pile. That's really cool, getting to do get a double use out of a out of an action card. Um, if you get this with an enhanced action card, you're probably extra happy, uh, but it can be a good effect either way. Um, and think about, you know, having this with a card like, say, Chant of Hubris, where you're going to move an amber around, well, that exalt uh, then feeds right into it. So there are some nice um, nice combo effects that really make that exalt not even a true cost. Uh, okay, Imperial Forge, back from Worlds Collide. This is one of those key cheats that I mentioned. Imperial Forge is really fun. It's an action with an amber. When you play it, you forge a key at plus eight the current cost, which is pretty high, reduced by one for each amber on friendly creatures. Um, so yeah, so this turns all that captured amber into cost reduction for you, which is really nice. Let's you uh, cheat out of sequence, which is super nice. 
Um, if you get this with Medicus Lacus, you're probably really happy because it means that you can actually trigger uh, spending off your creatures with Medicus Lacus um, on your turn. And so you have control over whether the tide is high at that point. Um, so yeah, it's really nice. I think it's even nicer in this set than it was in Worlds Collide, although in Worlds Collide you could have it with uh, some real capture burst cards like Tribute, um, but uh, and, and you had such an abundance of spend your opponent's amber, captured amber cards in Worlds Collide. You had Calipigian Ideal, Senator Brachus, and Senator Shrix. Uh, so it was just a lot of stuff, whereas here you only have Medicus Lacus, uh, but at least that's a common. Okay, Imperial Road, been in all three sets. It's an artifact with and location. Uh, it has Omni, play a Saurian creature. That creature enters play stun. Theoretically, this is a nice... Um, this is a nice efficiency booster. Um, in practice, I have never found this to be uh, super good or, or help get through the deck that much faster. So kind of a, um, a much less interesting card to me because uh, it just seems to not actually do that much. Okay, ISS Indominus is an artifact and ship. It has action, exhaust up to five friendly Saurian creatures. For each creature exhausted this way, deal one damage to each enemy creature. Um, that one's fine. Um, I could see like a one-sided board wipe being pretty cool where you don't have to hurt any of your creatures. But um, for the most part, um, yeah, it just doesn't seem likely to, to ever do that much. Okay, Primus Unguis is back from Worlds Collide. This is a really interesting one. It's a five-powered dinosaur soldier with one armor, but uh, each friendly creature gets plus two power for each amber on it, uh, on Primus Unguis. So this one, you want to get the amber onto the Primus Unguis, and then uh, it makes all your stuff big. That's pretty cool. When it reaps, you exalt it. If you have a way to keep this on the board protected, uh, you're going to have a large board, and that's going to be a problem for your opponent. It's great. Okay, sorry about that. It has been in every set. When you play it, it's an action. You When you play it, you destroy a creature, and then its controller gains one. Sometimes you can use this to get destroy your own creature that you want destroyed, uh, and you get an amber. Um, otherwise, just having a, an unconditional spot destruction um, against your opponent is pretty good. Swallow Hole is an action. Uh, you can only play it if the tide is high, but when you play it, you choose two creatures, and you purge the chosen creature with the lowest power, and you give uh, the other creature plus one power counters equal to the purged creature, to the power of the purged creature. So if I have a five power creature and a ten power creature, the five power creature gets purged, and the ten power creature gets five plus one power counters. Um, it's just such a thematically interesting card. Um, I've, I've never had it really matter. I think par partially because I just don't have that many great Dark Tidings decks. Um, and certainly uh, not Saurian dark, dark Tidings decks. But it's a really interesting idea. 
Tertiate is an action with an amber. When you play it, you destroy one-third of all enemy creatures and one-third of all friendly creatures, and you round up each time. So if you have four creatures, you destroy two of them. Uh, and yeah, this is a, a nice, interesting board wipe. Uh, pretty cool. Okay. The Colosseum, this is the other key cheat. And this also could be really nice with Medicus Lacus, although it has Omni, so you, you could uh, really you could fire it on any turn. Um, but uh, after an enemy creature is destroyed while fighting, you put a glory counter on the Colosseum. Uh, that's kind of nice, because in Sarian you tend to have big creatures. You're probably going to be doing some fighting. And it has Omni. If there are six or more glory counters on the Colosseum, remove six and forge a key at current cost. Um, that's pretty cool, because there's no additional cost in Amber. Uh, so you, you really are just forging for the normal cost on demand. You just have to have the setup of having destroyed some enemy creatures uh, in fights. So... Um, yeah, I, th I think this is a great card. It's back from Worlds Collide, like I said, and I'm very happy to see it. Alright, the first scroll is an artifact. It's an item. After a player forges a key, each creature they control captures one from their own side. That's an interesting one. It's very interesting, and knowing whether to play it in a particular matchup seems uh, like an interesting problem. So... Um, I'm a fan of this. Yeah, I hope they bring it back. Okay, Ankylo Formation is an action with an amber. When you play it, you choose one of these. This is interesting because most of these choose one cards don't have an amber on them. This one does. Uh, and we're into the uncommons now, by the way. Yep. So you, when you play this, you choose either for the remainder of the turn a friendly creature gains skirmish or you exalt a friendly creature, and for the remainder of the turn, each friendly creature gains skirmish. Yeah, okay, that seems fine. Uh, Bestiary Urso is, an, is a five-powered dinosaur with one armor, and when you play it or when it reaps, you may unstun a creature. Um, that's a nice combo with some of the other Saurian cards that interplay stunned. Uh... Yeah, I haven't I haven't had it be a game changer. So there you go. Um, the evil twin version, same stats, but uh, it's play fight instead of play reap, and instead of unstunning a creature, you stun a creature. And I find the art very confusing until you look closely enough to see that it is a dinosaur riding a giant crab or something. There's some kind of steed there. I think the same thing from this, uh, from the non-evil twin version. Um, that's just a weird angle on the steed. Yeah. Okay. Berry Riches is an action. When you play it, if the tide is high, you move an amber from each creature to its controller's pool. Otherwise, raise the tide. That's a pretty powerful effect. Uh, I don't think this one will be back because it's so tide-oriented. City-state interest is an action. It's been in every Saurian set so far. When you play it, each friendly creature captures an amber. It's, it's really good. It's a good card. 
Die No You Didn't is an action with an amber. When you play it, you destroy an enemy creature with amber on it. Uh, nice in those Saurian Saurian matchups. Uh, yeah, it's a it's good. And it's nice that it stipulates enemy creatures. So if your opponent has no creatures with amber on them, but you're Saurian, so you have a ton of creatures with amber on them, you can still play this for the amber without destroying your own creature. That's, that's kind. Uh, okay, Gladiodontus, back from Mass Mutation, is a 15 power mutant. 15 power is a lot. It only deals 5 damage when fighting, though, and it enters play stun, so 2 downsides. But there's an additional upside, which is when you do get to uh, use it, after it fights or reaps, if this is the first time it's been used this turn, you ready and enrage it. Um, so oftentimes you'll reap, ready and enrage, fight. Um, if you just want to fight twice, you can do that too. Hedonistic Intent back from Mass Mutation is an action with an amber. When you play it, you exalt each flank creature. Um, sometimes you can manipulate this to, you know, you have no creatures or one creature, your opponent has multiple creatures, you play this, exalt two of theirs, one or zero of yours, that can be nice, and then you play out your creatures. Uh, timing can matter, um, but oftentimes it's just a matter of, hey, uh, I get an amber, we're each going to get two amber out of the exalts, except I'm going to be able to abuse this to, to get more value out of having the amber on my creatures, and that can be pretty good too. Humble is uh, back from Mass Mutation. I really like it. Uh, I've talked about the theme before. It's a nice, fun, old movie reference. And uh, it's an action with an amber that says, play exhaust a creature. If you do, move three amber from that creature to the common supply. Funny to have a darn you all to dis quote in a house in a set that does not have dis. Um, but yeah, this one is fun if you can arrange it so that you have a bunch of amber on a non-Saurian creature. So you can remove that on a Saurian turn. That can be pretty nice. Um, otherwise, you're making a weird call. But uh, in you know worst case scenario, you can also use this to just exhaust an enemy creature. Uh, and hopefully one without amber on it. But if there's an enemy creature that you think is going to cost you the game, exhausting it for a turn can be a nice way to save yourself. Paraguardian is a 6-power dinosaur soldier with 1 armor. <clears throat> After it reaps, you may exalt it, and if you do, you ward each of its neighbors. Back from Worlds Collide, and yeah, this is a, this one's fine. Physicus Felix is a 5-power dinosaur philosopher. After it's played or fights, if the tide is high, you may exalt a creature. Um... Yeah, it seems fine. I have not had this be a high-impact card, but um, but it's it's on par with uh, you know uh, Robnar cards like uh, like Headhunter or Groak, um, which are fine, and um, probably won't be back, I guess, because it's it tied references. Um, the Evil Twin version says if the tide is low, you may exalt a creature on player fight. So, not much different. Nice art contrast. Uh, okay, Serrarium is an artifact with an amber. It's a location. It says each creature with the lowest power cannot reap. 
that's that's pretty cool. Um, the pretty cool anti-reap tech. Um, yeah, I think this would be a great card to bring back in future sets. Senator Quintina is a five-powered dinosaur politician. It says, after a creature reaps, exalt it. Is back for mass mutation. I just always get bad use out of this card. Um, it, it, I'm always happy if I can just destroy it the turn after I play it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm never excited to see this card because in my experience, it just causes problems for me. Um, maybe, uh, maybe in some decks it could be good, but in both sets, in Mass Mutation and Dark Tidings, I've just had this be kind of a really frustrating card to have in a deck. Siren Horn is an upgrade with an amber, and it gives a creature before fight, move one amber from this creature to the creature it fights. Um, back from Mass Mutation, it's a, it's a nice effect, but, um... It's a little hard to get good use out of it. It's best on like a Theros Centurion because there you're, you get an amber on it, you capture one when you play it, and then every time it fights, it gets another amber. So you can move the amber off before it fights and then capture a new one on and keep doing that. And if you keep it warded or something, you could theoretically keep doing that forever. But, you know, you, you only need like, if you get a couple, a couple uses out of this, you're probably pretty happy. Pterodactyl is a 12-power beast that enters play stunned and only deals 4 damage when fighting, but it also does 4 damage to each neighbor of the creature it fights, which is pretty strong. In uh, in Winds of Exchange, that type of effect is going to get turned to a splash attack, um, which I think is nice and good. So um, I wonder if they will, if they reprint Pterodactyl, if they'll rework it to have the splash attack wording or if they'll just replace it with uh, with a new creature. Um, really nice art, so wouldn't mind keeping it around. <clears throat> Trojan Sauropod is an artifact with an amber. It's an item, and it enters play under your opponent's control, and it has Omni Game 3. Your opponent reveals their hand and puts each creature from it into play ready, then refills their hand as if it were their draw card step destroy the Trojan Sauropod. So, this is a weird one. Um, okay, if you're the one with this in your deck, actually, let me talk about from the perspective of the other person. If your opponent plays this on you, you don't have to use it. So, they just got an amber for playing it. Maybe you don't use it. But, that Omni ability, gain three, that's pretty good. The, the downside is they get to dump their cards onto the table. Then the question becomes, can you do something about those cards before their turn? Uh, or are they just going to get to use all their creatures? And um, you can wait. That's the hard part about this. You could just wait a couple turns till you have a nice board wipe. Trigger this for the three, and then wipe the board. And you might be pretty happy with that. And now your opponent... Uh, yeah, it's kind of in a weird situation. So if you're the one with this in your hand, considering whether to play it, you have to think through that, and it's very likely that your opponent's actually going to get more value out of this than you, because they will trigger it and then kill the creatures um, having gained that amber. So um, for that reason, 
I think this ends up being not a great card to have in a deck, but it's still super interesting, and uh, I'm not sad that they made it, just because it's it's interesting, and there could be those corner cases where it is a really good card. Um, but it, yeah, in my experience, it's it's just often not helpful to the person playing it. Uh, but anyway, still interesting design space, so I'm okay with it. All right. Wipe clear is an action with an amber. You deal one damage to each creature and destroy each upgrade. Interesting to have upgrade hate. There's not a lot of that in the game, so um, glad there is some of it. And there you go. Could be could be a lifesaver in certain matchups. Okay, Altruist Rostrum is an artifact and location. It has action, move an amber from a creature to another creature. That's fine. Um, helps you potentially slow steal that amber. Um, it is interesting to con compare it to Library of Polyasaurus, which in the long term has almost the same effect. Um, it, there are really just a few edge cases where you might prefer this over that, but it's still interesting. All right, all right Carpe Winnem is an action when you play it you exalt two enemy creatures um i actually prefer blood money a little bit because from bravenar because blood money you only have to have one enemy creature out <coughs> excuse me whereas this card there have to be two enemy creatures to get the full value and if you're sorry and you've probably been destroying a lot so yeah um although with uh with enlist numeri this is nicer because you don't have to put both on the on the creature that you're going to take over. So, um, pros and cons always. Into the commons now. Sensor Philo is a five power dinosaur politician that can't be dealt damage by creatures with amber on them. Um, like all creatures that have high survivability, I'm always uh, stuck wondering how do I make my opponent care? And for this one, um, I think the answer is probably just that in Saren you can do a lot of other capturing, so uh, so you probably want to capture onto this. But um, but inherently, you know, it's just a five power body. It's not that big of a deal. It has an evil twin version who on play deals five damage to a creature with amber on it, which I think is probably uh, actually the stronger of the two cards. And great silly. Uh, flavor text there. Your Diplodocus immunity has just been revoked uh, because Diplodocus sounds like diplomatic. Haha. -ha. Okay. Uh, Consul Primus is a three-powered dinosaur politician with enhance one capture, and after it reaps, you move an amber from a creature to another creature. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a nice effect. back from Mass Mutation. Uh, Kornikin Octavia, also Mass Mutation, is a five-powered dinosaur soldier with one armor and action capture two. Uh, yeah, sometimes just ends up being a big body if that's the need, but that ability to capture two by actioning is, uh, is actually pretty strong in certain situations, so this can be good. Crushing Charge is a, an action 
when you play it, you destroy each creature with power four or lower, um, which is interesting. Four is kind of high, actually, and then you gain the chain. Um, so that is that's a that's a pretty cool, strong board wipe. You could even get some of your own dinos, but uh, you're certainly killing a lot of things that aren't dinos. Okay, decadence. It's an action when you play it. So this this kind of replaces uh, the golden spiral from worlds collide um mass mutation didn't i don't think had a an effect like this yeah it was missing that interesting all right so when you play decadence you choose to either exalt ready and use a friendly creature or move an amber from a creature to another creature um so um yeah the the exalt ready and use obviously if you had golden spiral you could do that every turn uh, the move Amber from a creature to another creature, if you had Chant of Hubris, uh, you'd get an Amber for doing that. But um, but this is still an interesting one. I like the, I, I think the Exalt Ready and Use is actually probably the, the better option in many cases. Um, but it, it certainly depends on what you have on the board. Okay. Faust the Great uh, is back from Mass Mutation, a four-power dinosaur that makes your opponent's keys cost plus one for each friendly creature with amber on it. This can be really strong, really annoying for the opponent, and when you play it, you may exalt a friendly creature. Um, yeah. It's interesting going through some of these. A lot of the really good cards that I'm excited about here, feel like, it feels like are Mass Mutation cards, and so uh, this makes it a little more clear to me why, like, Okay, why why do I why do I think mass mutation uh, Sarian is stronger? Oh, it, it's actually because it has a lot of the same good cards um, and then some better ones, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. Um, dark tidings dark tidings Sarian can be very good, but I think you it kind of uh, relies on some combos in the rare space. Uh, Laposaurus is a four-power beast with two armor. It has taunt, and it says that while attacking Laposaurus, enemy creatures gain before fight exalt this creature. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's not a, a huge taunt creature like some of the other Saurian taunt creatures from other sets, but that bef that uh, before fight to your opponent's cards is, is interesting uh, because it means that you're... Uh, hopefully getting some amber in exchange for them getting through your taunt. There is an evil twin version, which is smaller. It's only three power and has skirmish instead of taunt, and it also has no armor. Um, so it's essentially like a like a quicksow or, um, or munchling, but it has fight, exalt the creature that it fights, and, and it has skirmish. Um, so yeah, that, that's interesting. Hmm. Is it enough to make that a good effect? I guess it's okay. Magistravita is a five-power dinosaur with play reap. You may exalt a friendly non-Saurian creature if you do reap with it. Uh, that can be quite nice. Depends on what your non-Saurian creatures are, but uh, that that can be a pretty nice effect. And it's a, hidden behind a may, so uh, totally optional. That's pretty nice. The evil twin version has play fight, you may exalt a friendly non-Saurian creature if you do fight with it. Um, 
that's worse because fighting is worse than reaping. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, Medicus Lacus, I mentioned, it is a uh, you can spend captured amber effect. So it's a five-powered dinosaur philosopher. It says, while the tide is high, you may spend amber on friendly creatures as if it were in your pool. And like I said before, I think this is just <clears throat> a little too easy for the opponent to play around. Unless you have one of those key cheats, Colosseum or Imperial Forge. Um, and Colosseum is probably the better one to have because you don't have to um, get it the same turn as the Medicus Lacus. You would want to get it before, obviously. But um, I think that's probably the, the better uh, one to combo here. Um, if you want to fire Imperial Forge with Medicus Lacus, you need to have uh, some way to like archive to set it up. Otherwise, you're going to play the Medicus Lacus, it's going to die, and then you're going to draw the Imperial Forge. Okay, Ostracize. Uh, play Lose an Amber if you do Purge a Creature. Uh, it's, that's a great effect. Getting to purge a creature, any creature on the board, uh, for the cost of an amber is quite good. Uh, and if this is not helpful, then you could discard it. But if this is helpful, boy, is it helpful. Uh, yeah, I think this is great. Uh, reach advantage is an action with an amber. And when you play it, if the tide is high, a friendly creature captures three, which is kind of a lot. Otherwise, raise the tide. Yeah, that, that seems fine. Uh, Spoils of Battle is an action with an amber. When you play it, a friendly creature captures an amber, and then each creature with amber on it captures amber from its opponent. <clears throat> um, I've had pretty good luck getting decks that, that get capture icons on this card, too, and then it becomes even better. But uh, this is a, a nice uh, way to slow your opponent down in Sarian, because you're probably capturing, exalting, and then boom, do more of it. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Undignathus is a 12 power beast. It says that while the tide is low, it deals no damage when fighting. Um, so, yeah, this is a big presence, but if your opponent just raises the tide on their turn, um, then, then they can smash into it and not worry about things, not worry about taking damage. Um, but is that worth their time? Who knows? So oftentimes you'll be left with this big giant thing. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I actually like it as a card. And thematically, you can imagine the tide being low, this thing kind of being beached, and having people come up and punch it. Kind of a sad sight. Uh, put water back there, and suddenly it's the boss again. It has an evil twin version, uh, which says that while the tide is low, you double the damage dealt to it. So it'll still deal damage, but it will take double damage. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting effect. I, I'm glad they made something like that. And the last one here is Venator Altum, who is a 7-power dinosaur soldier with 2 armor. And uh, it, the text says that after it's dealt damage, if the tide is low, you exalt it. There's, a, there's an interesting interplay here that... that if, uh, applies to Hard Simpson as well, which is when I initially saw this card in Hard Simpson, I thought, "Oh, this will be awesome because if you have a, if you have uh, 
armor on it, that you can say that it was dealt damage even though the, the armor prevented it and get the benefit. Um, obviously, in the case of Hard Simpson, that would be to seal. In this case, it's to exalt it, which isn't really a benefit. Um, but that's actually not how it works. If the uh, if the armor prevents the damage, then the damage it was not dealt damage; it was prevented. So you wouldn't steal in the case of Hard Simpson or exalt in the case of Venator Altum. So um, that's a little bit of nuance there that <clears throat> that you need to know if you're going to play with this card. Um, but generally speaking, that's just big, right? Seven power, two armor. Um, that's going to be a real, real presence on the board. And if you can, um, you know, avoid getting those extra exalts on it, you're pretty happy with that. Um, okay, so that was that for Sarian. Overall, I, if you get this in sealed, uh, you're very happy, right? Like you, you are probably going to have a nice board presence, uh, have some strong control going on. Um, and and a, a base to do some interesting work um but short of uh getting this in sealed if, if you're going to be playing this in open archon um you probably needed to high roll into some interesting combo and you probably need good support for it um and so for those reasons it, it kind of ends up being um just in my opinion not uh not good enough to keep us up with some of the other sets which is you know the common complaint about dark tidings so but that's okay it's still fun um looking forward to seeing what cards we get coming back in wind of exchange here and uh, in the meantime i hope that you enjoyed this talk and that you'll get out there and forge some keys